The Morning Spotlight podcast is sponsored by Fidelity National Title Group, the nation's largest group of title companies and title insurance underwriters that collectively issue more title insurance policies than any other title company in the United States. If you have questions, need a quote, or want to place an order, shoot yours truly, the coolest guy in title insurance, an email, and I'll be happy to help. Check the show notes for my email address. Good morning and welcome to the Morning Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Cam, coming to you as always from the Spotlight Studios here in Morristown, New Jersey. Do you know anyone that has gone from being an exhausted and undervalued mom in the corporate nine-to-five world to a work-from-home multimillionaire in the blink of an eye? Now let's add without a college degree and without ads. Well, you're about to. My guest today is a high-vibing mama, wife, business coach, and growth strategist and social media marketing powerhouse who has taken the internet by storm. Featured in Oprah Magazine, Fast Company, Cosmopolitan, Shape, and Huffington Post, among other places, her intuitive marketing expertise has helped her make her first million in less than a year using a strategy she teaches openly through courses, group coaching, and other tried-and-true resources. From finding your passion to building a business that works, she teaches it all to anyone that's ready. She is Martha Krejci. Martha, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. I'm super stoked for whatever is about to happen. <laughs> yeah, I honestly have no idea. Um, but <laughs> just kidding. I'm, I totally know what we're going to do with this. But um, so just right off the bat. So Steve Sims, one of my former guests on the show, introduced us and, and recommended you to come on the show. And I was like, OK, because pretty much everybody that Steve has sent my way has been an epic guest. Um, so there's been two others and now you. So no pressure but you have a lot to live up for. But I was going through a lot of your YouTube channel stuff, and it's an epic YouTube channel. Uh, (laughs) So I have no doubts that whatever we wind up talking about today, because like most people that listen to this show know, I don't really write much down before, and we just kind of wing it, and it seems to work. So I feel like we're going to wing it pretty good. So I'm excited. I'm excited too. I love winging it. It's like one of my favorite things to do. My own team makes fun of me because I'll be like, asked to speak somewhere and I go and most people have like stuff on note cards. I have my title. (laughs) (laughs) This is my title of my talk. So basically just talk around this subject. So yeah, yeah, I love winging it. Yeah. So let's just kind of, for people that don't know who you are, uh, and that could be most of my listeners because I just recently found out who you were. Um, let's, let's talk about like what it is that you do. Like what's your, what's your day to day like? Yeah. Well, what I do is I teach families how to create multiple income streams from home using stuff they already know. That's my passion. It's my driver. But essentially, I'm a business strategist. I wrote a couple books now, stuff like that. But my day-to-day life really is uh, maybe boring. I don't know. So I just hang out at my computer. I'm usually studying something for a little while. I'm actually getting licensed in real estate right now, because I'm adding that to what I do, because when you're busy, why not? Right. Right. Yeah. Just add more to my plate. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I've decided to do. So there's, there's that. And then I, so I have a good portion of my morning. That's like learning, continuing ed. Like I'm just always learning stuff and then, you know, actually getting my stuff done, which takes, I don't know, like an hour or so a day. And then the rest of my day is just 
I, I just do what I want. I don't know. <laughs> well, that sounds, it sounds pretty cool. Uh, I'm just going to say that just doing what you want <laughs> and I guess making money because according yeah. to that bio, you're making money. So we'll get to that in yeah. a minute, but what were you doing before you started this work from home, uh, life? Yeah. So my lead in to working from home was working in corporate America <laughs> And I worked for GoDaddy for a little over five years. I was uh, in leadership there. And that I love that company. I learned so much from that company. It, it, it was a fantastic experience of mine. But uh, whenever I had my baby, like my husband and I, whenever we had our baby, a little bit after that, I started to feel sort of like this urge to no longer work. And yeah. I don't feel like it was just straight up laziness. Some of it may have been a little bit of laziness where I'm like, I don't want to be there. <laughs> but some of it was also like, I there's, there's a, a big thing that's changing in my life right now. And I don't really know what this is going to look like. And so one day I caught it right between the eyes of what it's going to look like. And I was sitting at my desk and there was like these it was, I was in one of those carpeted cubicles yep. and it smelled like the sixties. I think we're all familiar with those cubicles. <laughs> yeah, we've right? all been in You're one like, at one point. Yeah. What am I, what am I breathing right now? You're right. just sure that there's styrofoam on the inside that is totally discolored, discolored. And you're like this, there's something wrong here. Yeah. Anyway. So it had my little quotes up on the wall, the things that got me through my day and my, my picture of my family up in front of my desk. And I just remember sitting there and then I got a video from my husband and I could only see the thumbnail of the video. I couldn't push play because I was out on the call floor and I had to go, uh, I had to go into the bathroom actually to watch this video. It's yeah. a little bit embarrassing, but I, I just saw the thumbnail and it was my daughter on her feet. I was like, hmm, this hasn't happened before. So yeah. I hurried up and I went to the bathroom so I could watch this video. And as I pushed play, I saw our daughter taking her very first like clumpy, somewhat just like unstable, but her face was just glowing. Yeah. Those first steps are what I saw on this video. And whenever I saw that, it was like everything just went like it just, I, everything I I'm prone to panic attacks or used to be. And so everything just like blacked out from the outside in my freaking left arm went numb. Uh, that's always fun. Yeah, right. Uh, and you're like, okay, well, this is this is how I'm going. This is right <laughs> this here is in the it, bathroom. Right. At this least I saw the video. Yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> what a great story for yeah. Hollywood. Um, <laughs> and uh, so basically the, the thing that I kept hearing, I guess, in my head was not right or wrong, but are you okay with missing this? Yeah. Because really, at the end of the day, this is that microcosm. This is that benchmark. This is the thing that I'm going to keep missing pieces of her life. And while she won't remember that I wasn't there uh, for her to walk into my arms yeah. whenever she was taking her first steps, I remember. Right. And it's only a few short years away from when she is go going to remember. So if I don't do something now, it may not happen. And so at that point, I just... I. You know, I jumped out the window, not of my job, but I jumped, I essentially, I quit my job and immediately started an agency. So, because I already knew, I, I have a strange understanding of SEO, search engine optimization. Like I have a weird cellular understanding. Like I know algorithm changes before Google even says that they happen. Like yeah. it's just a weird thing that I have. Right. And so I just took it to the streets. I went to the chamber of commerce and- 
I started teaching SEO and a cool thing about business owners is that they love to learn about things, but then also they do not want to do said things. And so I was getting hired left and right from people just teaching how to do SEO. So then I, you know, I started doing their SEO for them. Didn't skip a beat. Uh, made the same amount of money the month after I quit my job uh, as when I had my job. And then the rest is kind of history. We've just bobbed and weaved into where we are now. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot, there's a lot. There. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, then uh, I, I mean, I have so many questions now off of just that one answer. So this is how we, this is how we wing it. So if anybody's I curious, this is how you wing it. So, all right. <laughs> You, you're at this job and you're not really yeah. feeling it for whatever reason. And, and you, you know, you see the video and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So like to me, it like it's one of those things where if you're in a corporate nine to five and there's people that listen to the show that are in corporate nine to fives, there are people that are my clients that are making their way out of their corporate nine to five to just invest in real estate or do whatever. Um, like I, I think it's something where people sometimes are hesitant to do that because you have like that safety net of mm-hmm. a income you know like if yeah. you're getting paid a salary you have that safety net so what was it yeah. like to like make that jump i mean i know that you had like the like the why the why was there because you wanted to be mm-hmm. with your daughter more but just like making the jump and getting into something total i mean totally different or not totally different it was totally different not totally but, different but doing it on your own now yeah what we can talk about first is how insane I looked on paper also. Right. Yeah. So I, my husband had already quit his job. I had already brought him home from work, which was why he was there taking the video of our girl taking her first steps. And so he, he was there. We had just bought a really expensive house and his parents had just moved in with us. And so now we have two families living in one home very expensive mortgage. Right. I'm the breadwinner. Only one. Yeah. I'm the breadwinner. I have the insurance on the family, all of that. And then I decide I'm going to quit my job. So that's like, <laughs> just to like, to totally yeah, round it out a little what, bit. Yeah. what this really looked like. Yeah. It was insanity times 10. So uh, just jumping out the window was, it felt, it felt crazy, but it wasn't, I knew I had to do it. That's the difference. And especially like I see this with entrepreneurs all the time, the people that have a safety net will typically use it. Right. They'll just lay in it. So if you don't give yourself a safety net, you have to win. Yeah. You have to. And so you'll do what it takes. And that's where it's interesting because you get so many creative ideas whenever you have to. Now I had somebody on the radio the other day and they were like, so are you saying people should just quit their job with no anything else? And I'm like, no, No. that is not what I said. But I am saying, make sure that you don't have just like a thick underdwelling of safety nets because you're not ever going to be able to really see what you're made of because you have too much stuff to save you. Right. And what I also think is interesting is like, you know, you mentioned the SEO stuff and obviously like having a skill like that is great because a lot of businesses, podcasts, stuff, people are online more, particularly over the last couple of years and just needing to get their stuff seen. Like I need to get this seen by people which is why I'm going to lean on you a little bit. But, you know, I mean, like I I get my stuff, I get my stuff seen and I have just, I mean, I'm winging it like we, like I normally do. Um, but it works, 
right? So if yeah. you have like this skill and you're doing this thing and, and you have the knowledge of SEO and you're helping people, obviously people could look at that and be like, well, that's a skill that you have that not many other people have that maybe that helps you, you know, make that jump. And maybe there's other people that are in that corporate nine to five because they're just kind of, I mean, maybe brainwashed. I don't know if that's the right word, but they're just like, I have to stay here because what else am I going to do? I, you know, I can't do it on my own. So like, maybe they don't think that they have that skill. So like, what if people don't really know like what that jump is? Like, like what am I going to jump into when I leave this corporate nine to five? I would say most people don't. Most people are, we, we lack self-awareness of what we're really, really good at. And that's, so mine was SEO, but I didn't know that for myself either. My husband had to point it out. So I didn't even recognize that we, we have a blind spot when it comes to our own greatness. And the only reason why is because we've lived and breathed in these bodies our entire lives, right. our experiences, we assume are everybody else's experiences Our things that we know. We assume because there's nothing else for us to know or go off of that. Everybody else knows. So we don't think we're that smart at stuff. So it does take somebody from the outside in to be like, you're actually really good at this thing. Right. And so what I would do is even, um, I would find another entrepreneurial friend. Don't go asking that friend that won't get off the couch. That's not the person you ask about this. Right. You go ask another entrepreneurial long-sided friend that can, that's a visionary, right? That's entrepreneurs for you all day long. Yeah. So go find a visionary friend of yours and say, what skill set do you think that I have that I would be able to monetize? That's it's an it's an interesting question to ask, but it really puts people's minds into the right focus of what you're looking at, because you're not saying, what am I really good at? Because that's so general, right? You're great at petting dogs, you know, <laughs> but like, but what is the thing that yeah. I can monetize now? Can you monetize petting dogs? Probably. Maybe there's a lady that monetized hugging people. Yeah. So there's I mean, that's there's, you know, you could do probably almost anything. Yeah. But but like, what is the thing that I could monetize? Okay, well, if we're talking about that, you could probably do this, this, and this. Some people are exceptional at building relationships. Well, you'd be a great networker. You'd be great at referral marketing. You'd be great at probably affiliate marketing, right? Yeah. There are things like that, that it's not, doesn't mean you need to create something. It means you need to hook into an industry that you can just end up doing at home if you want to. Right. And so what are some things, you know, I, I know you mentioned the multi income streams and, and all that kind of stuff, but, and so you get out of, uh, you know, your job at GoDaddy and then you start with the SEO stuff. And then you said you kind of bob and weaved and figured it out. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. so, I mean, that's, that's just like a great way to do it. Like you said, no safety net. So you have to figure it out. Um, so maybe what were some things that as you kind of progressed through this work from home life that you started adding in to be part of like your multi streams of income? Yeah. Uh, one thing that once I, big things that I added in were courses and coaching. Okay. So those two things were big things because those are extremely high profit margin. And once I had already built up enough authority that I knew what I was talking about, then I could go ahead and teach, right? And so the in the creating of the courses, essentially anybody can create a course. It's just, what do people ask you a lot? Right. You know, what's the thing that they ask you a lot about? We'll make a course about it. That's my first course was so people would stop asking me this question. <laughs> like that was seriously, yeah. and they kept asking me the same question. I'm like, 
let me just put it somewhere so I can say go over here and that's where it's at. Right. Yeah. Um, so those were the first income streams were courses. I did a membership site, uh, and then, um, uh, and then the coaching and consulting, that sort of thing. Coaching is more for like families and stuff. Consulting is more for like, you know, big businesses and looking at their own, what they've got going on under the hood. And then, um, another thing that really surprised me and upset me at first, and then I became okay with it is I jumped into network marketing <laughs> Okay. and up, upset me at first. I'm saying that because I was like, I didn't want to, like, I, I was so snobby as a business person that I was like, um, I do real business. That's really <laughs> cute and all, Yeah. but this isn't like my, no, I'm not going to post by my stuff, by my stuff, by my stuff all over the place. Yeah. I am not going to be avoided at family reunions for fear that I may sell them some nails. Um, like that's just, or fingernail stuff. I don't know, whatever. And, um, and so I'm like, I, I'm not going to be doing that. And then I, you know, that's what happens. You say you're not going to do something and then you end up finding a good reason to do it. Right. And, uh, and then I saw that I saw how lucrative the model was. And now I think it's probably one of the best business models there is, which is why you see businesses like EXP, like other, you know, you see uh, uh, chiropractors are doing it. Dentists, dentists are doing it where they're doing multi-level, multi-tier sort of uh growth in their companies it's a fantastic business model like it just is but um yeah so that was another one of the income streams gotcha all right so so you have all these things going on and it yes. seems like over time you're adding more and more but at the outset of this when i asked you what your day-to-day -day was like you said that you know how, how many hours did you say that you actually like sat down and like ripped out work I work five to 10 hours a week. So it's one. So how does that day. work? How does that work? If you're doing that many things, how does yeah. that, how does that happen? Like, how are you, you know, doing all these different things that you just laid out for me? And then yeah. also you're not working, like actually like sitting down and doing work on the computer. <laughs> like, you know, I'm about to, once we're done with this episode. Yeah. So I am a systems geek. I love systems because systems mean that I don't have to do that much work. And so uh, I, what I've done is I've created a system where, I mean, that's what, that's my whole program, like home-based revolution. Uh, that's what that's about is how I created that system, how people can plug themselves into it. But it's, it's just, it's a system. So all that I have to do is kind of like, it's a flywheel of sorts. And so I push the flywheel and everything sort of just goes. And so um, I already have lead magnets out there. I already have um, my courses are evergreen and ready to go. I already have like all of this stuff. But what I have to do is I just push the flywheel. So I make a post or I do daily videos. Like you said, on my YouTube channel, there's, you know, I do a video Monday through Friday, every single day, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, every single day. And that is like top of funnel to my flywheel, so to speak. Yeah. And so I'm always, I'm always generating content, which then bring pe brings people into my world, the right people, the, the people that want what I'm talking about. And then, um, the rest of it, it just, it works on its own. It's a system. There's yeah. like, it's, you know, gears. Yeah. So talk to me about the importance also of the content, because that's one of the things that I saw be important for my business, or at least me personally, not, you know, title insurance as a whole, but like, when the title insurance for as much as you may know or not know, it's fine, is very, especially here in New Jersey, very old school, 
very like, you know, there's uh, there's counties in New Jersey that still don't do online recording of deeds and stuff like that. There's two still that only do like hey, like actual paper copies in the clerk's office, that kind of thing. That's how old school I mean. And the way that the industry operates is just, you know, like because it's all regulated, it's very buttoned up. You're very professional. You're dealing with a lot of attorneys. Last year, obviously, like my whole job is to take people out for lunch, go to out for drinks, go to events, do all those kinds of things. Couldn't do that. So I started a podcast. And now here we are. And like I said, we're however many episodes in now and doing great and whatever. And then the business side also, you know, uh, was successful, even though I wasn't doing what I was normally doing the previous three years before that. So I saw the benefit of the content. So at what point do you start putting content out there and then doubling down and making sure that that's the top of funnel thing for you? Yeah. Oh man. Content is, it's everything. So uh, start putting it out there as soon as you know what the heck you're doing. Yeah. As soon as you have something to funnel into, uh, meaning you have something, a service, or you have something that's going to create impact and also create sales, right? So you're, you're impacting with your titles. And then uh, also there's monetization point there as well. So whenever you have those two, you're really in a sweet spot, but so as soon as you know what that is, start creating. And what I do is I create pillars around that. So if there's a thing that you're selling, uh, then what you do is you create pillars around it. And the pillars around it are really different things that people would want to hear about or what they're wanting. Maybe they have one questions answered about topics they're interested in that would then lead them to you being the source of this thing that you sell. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, so that's absolutely. like that. So you just determine, and I like 12 pillars. It seems excessive, but what it does is it runs you through a year of content. Because if you can do 12 pillars, then you, uh, you know, like if this were an action item you would like to do after this, like, oh my gosh, are we just going to kind of do a course right now? Maybe a little bit. Okay. So you're going to do 12 pillars <laughs> and then you're going to put 30 ideas of what you like videos or content that you would create videos heads up guys videos only need to be five to 10 minutes long right most youtubers that aren't gamers okay gamers go for i think I, they might still be going from when they were 12 actually <laughs> so like that's there's all sorts of like way long form content on gaming but for what we do five to 10 minutes Everybody is breaking down to 10 minutes. Sometimes they push 12 and I'm a little bit long-winded. So sometimes I push 16 and my husband tells me about it afterward, but five to 10 minutes is really your sweet spot yeah. because what does everybody do on a video? They're like, how long is this? Right. And then, and then if it's over 10 minutes you're now you have to ask yourself, do, am I ready to commit to this? Yeah. You know, and most people aren't. So um, so then you create your content, your five to 10 minutes of content. You, you create your topics, 30 topics under each pillar, little, uh, gold nugget as to where to find some topics. Couple really easy places would be to go to answerthepublic.com. Super, super easy to use. Just put in whatever the, the subject is of your pillar. And then all of a sudden you're going to get this crazy amount of information that's going to show you questions that people have been asking the search engines. Okay. So that's important. You're answering search engine questions. Okay. Right. Important SEO. So you're answering, or you will see what people are asking the search engines that have that keyword in it. 
So now start creating content around that. Another hack that you can do is you can just go to Google or YouTube, either one, they're both owned by Google anyway. And so you can put in uh, the keyword of what you're talking about and then put the letter A. And then you're going to go through the whole alphabet if you want to. But you put the letter A and then it's going to auto fill itself. Right. And that's going to be what people are searching for. Yeah. So that's so can you can create titles and content around that as well. So really you create your 12, you get your 12 pillars. And then just based on those two hacks that I just told you, get 30 pieces of content underneath all of them. Now you have content for an entire year that you can direct into your sales funnels. Right. That's interesting because <clears throat> what I actually do, uh, or at least try to do as much as possible for my podcast episodes is something similar to that Google thing. I'll type yeah. in something in the search bar and I hit enter. When you scroll down, you see the questions. Yeah. And then I just use the questions and you keep clicking them. And the more questions that you click, they're relevant to that topic the more you get. And then, then you yes. start seeing like what you can add in for something like that. But going back to the content side of it and getting eyes on it, because anybody could do a podcast and we could have this conversation. I could post it. And if neither of us do, do anything, no one's going to see it. Now, like uh -huh. I put the legwork in early on and you put the legwork early on in, in your content uh, uh, streams and all that kind of stuff. And I think that when you first start doing that, it's... Um, I don't know if frustrating is the right word because like you're working hard to get in front of those people and you could, you could know SEO, you could know all those things, but it might not work. You know what I mean? Like, so my mm -hmm. other show, I have like 200 something followers on Instagram. It's not a huge following, but it's very niche. So I don't really care. Um, but yeah. it's growing steadily. And if people make this jump, let's say out of their corporate nine to five and they're doing something different, they're not going to have, and that's why I was on my phone before. I wasn't texting, I promise. <clears throat> um, I was looking up your Instagram page. So you have 151,000 followers on Instagram and 50 or so thousand on YouTube, I'm, I'm pretty sure, um, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. So obviously, if you're putting stuff out in front of 151,000 people, plus another 50K on YouTube, maybe some overlap, maybe some different people, you're going to get in, in front of people that, that could want to interact with you. If you don't yep. have that, is it just something where you just have to keep like putting it out there and then eventually build up that momentum to get that type of following, to get that type of engagement? Um, or are there ways to kind of like, maybe it's SEO, I don't know, uh, to kind of like push it in front of the right people and maybe kind of accelerate that faster at the very beginning? Yeah, that's a really great question. Thank you. So uh, I, didn't have, I didn't have that before either. <laughs> that has just happened honestly in the last couple of years. Uh, but so what the biggest, the biggest thing, I have so many things I want to say. It's like, there's a bottleneck in my throat right now. It's like, <laughs> you yeah, can't say them I all. Get that. So, yeah. <laughs> but what I, what I really want people to hear on this is as you begin, you will experience what you believe to be crickets and it will feel like nobody's watching. But as long as you stay consistent with it, and then I'm also going to show you how to attract some people too. But as long as you stay consistent with it, then you're going to have your people six months from now reach back out to you and say, or reach out to you in the first place and say, hey, I've been watching you. It's the, it's the first thing that people say. They're like, hey, I've been watching you or hey, I've been creeping. Sometimes they'll even say that. They'll own it. They'll yeah. own their creepiness. Right. Yeah. And so like, hey, I've been watching you. It's one of the best things that I hear in Messenger every day. It's one of my favorite things that I get because it means that I have gotten past their skepticism right? Because people naturally, uh, the world of social media, people believe to be inherently false. 
right? So the things that they're seeing and all of this, it, it just seems produced yeah. and it seems false. And I think that we should feel that way to a certain extent because that is a natural skepticism. If we weren't skeptics, we'd all be dead. Like that's just, we have to be skeptics about things. We have to make sure that we're making good choices, right? And so, so first of all, we need to honor that in people. And then second, in order to be able to get other people into our world is you, you have to do a little bit of like outbound. Does anybody do any outbound marketing ever? So you have to do a little outbound. And all that that is with you as a personal brand is to go into places where your people are. So you need to clearly define who your people are. So some people call that customer avatar, dream client, whatever you want to call it. I right. call it bat signal. Like that's my thing is it's bat signal. You, you went through a bunch of stuff in your life. And uh, so you pick one of those pieces of your life, one of those, those things that you went through and that, that you needed help with to be able to get beyond. You pick one of those things, one of those versions of yourself, and then you serve that person and you speak directly to that person. So my version of that is me in the cube. That's who I serve. There are other versions of myself that had gone through different, you know, various things that I thought were going to take me out. But the thing that I focus on is the me in the cubicle. So who are you focusing on, right? Which version of you are you focusing on? Which part of you in the past are you focusing on? Right. And then where are those people, you know? So sometimes they're in Facebook groups. Sometimes they're in LinkedIn groups. Sometimes they're, uh, they're just on a thread of a YouTube video. Maybe they, maybe they follow a certain YouTuber and so you can go into the thread of the YouTube video and just like agree with stuff or give feedback on things. And, and what you do eventually is you start really showing up as somebody that, um, first of all, is this person, right? Like you, you get them in a way that nobody else gets them because you are them, quite frankly. And then whenever you start giving value, so if it's in a LinkedIn group or a Facebook group or something like that, or even an off social group, Whenever you start giving value, my suggestion is that you don't give a call to action, that you truly just be of service and you give value to people because what's going to happen is people will then get curious and then they're going to show up at your doorstep, so to speak, your digital doorstep. Right. And that's either going to be social media or your website or whatever, but they're going to learn more about you. They're going to go down the rabbit hole, so to speak. And, uh, and that's how you start really building an audience. But you have to be consistent in the way that you're uh, creating your content because consistency breeds trust. There's almost no other way to do it. Right. And so well, I think that was interesting what you said there at the end, like no call to action, just give the value and then people will show up and go down the rabbit hole. Because my next question, I even wrote it down because I didn't want to forget it, was, <laughs> you know, taking that community that you build and then turning that into dollars. I think that that's yeah. the thing that people like, they struggle to make that jump. It's like you can, you could have a podcast that's, you know, like this one's in the top 5% of all podcasts in the world at like two and a half million, but does it make money directly? No, but it's not because I'm not trying to, it's just because I do it in a different way. But yeah. like, talk to me about taking that audience and turning them into dollars. Because I think that sometimes yeah. people like to get, especially, you know, in the podcasting world, social media world, there's so much you can get for free that people mm -hmm. will be like, well, why do I need to pay Martha? Why do I need to pay Mike? Why do I need to pay anybody? I can just get, yeah. go on YouTube and get whatever I want for free from somebody. You know, so yep. like, how do you turn that and leverage that audience that's used to getting stuff from you for free into yeah. paying you for something? Yeah. 
There's an interesting psychological thing that happens actually whenever you give people things for free and then you end up and they really like it, right? Not crap, but but they really like it and it really does push the needle on their business. Right. They're thankful. And so whenever you offer something for money, first of all, they're going to understand this one thing for free just actually helped me. So what is the thing I pay for going to do for me, right? So there's that's a natural thing. But then there's also, uh, there's it, your relationship with them is out of balance until they pay for something. Right. And that's how, that's a psychological feeling. There's somebody that wrote about it. I can't remember who it was. I really think it was Robert Cialdini in Influence. I can't remember. But um but regardless, uh, that's whenever you get them. So this is something that I teach a lot too. Whenever you're in, whenever you've created a community, you serve them like nobody's business. So the free stuff, there's free stuff that I have that's like out on my website and stuff like that. But the free stuff that's in my community and in my group, that is like gold star, crazy, awesome free stuff. Yeah. But then what I'm doing in the free stuff is I'm saying, here's how we push the needle on this thing, right? So whether it be email marketing or whatever, here's how we push the needle on this thing. And then they're going to realize like, okay, so here's how I do this. But if I want the whole system, then I go over here, but they're not mad at me for that because I'm doing all of this over here. Right. There's no reason to, I think a lot of times we don't want to pay people for stuff because we're like, what have they done for me? I don't even know them. How can I trust them? How do I even know if I like how they teach? Right. right. How are they? How do I even know that they're a good teacher to begin with? Yeah. And so that you don't want, you have so many reasons. You don't want to just buy something off a Facebook ad, but when you build relationships with people, it's actually really simple to be able to make that move. Yeah. Is education the most like educating yourself and, and like learning stuff? Is that like the most important thing to this whole process? Is it like the courses and whether it's coaches or courses or whatever, is that like at the top of the food chain when it comes to being successful in doing something like this? In educating yourself or continuing to educate yourself? Continuing, that- educating yourself at the outset and then continuing to educate yourself as you, so you can adapt to what, you know, the yes. world is doing. A hundred percent. And the reason why is because I've seen people do this where they will learn their craft and then they'll teach a system or something like that. And then that becomes their calling card and that's it. And all of a sudden it becomes irrelevant. Right. And so then they become irrelevant. And so if you're, if you're not constantly learning or, you know, seeing what's the world is changing every honking day, like multiple times a day, we have changes, whether it be in the market or whatever, you have to be able to tell to really stick out from everybody else. You need to be able to tell somebody, Hey, listen, today, this is going on. Here's what I suggest. So like there was a, um, uh, it's called the great resignation in September of 2021. There were 4.4 million people, a record-breaking number, 4.4 million Americans quit their job in September of 2021. And so the whole, it's, there's a whole like great resignation thing. There's, it's trending right now. There's all sorts of stuff. And people are like, oh my gosh, you know, where are they going? What are they doing? And so 
what now things that I've been speaking on have been about the great resignation in some spaces. That's what I'm speaking on. That's why I'm in the news and stuff right now is because people are asking me, well, where are people going? How are they even able to do this? And so, so being able to stay up with trending news and keeps you by proxy relevant and don't mess around and use the hashtags on Twitter as well and Instagram. And then they'll just pop you off. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And I think that that's definitely, and it's definitely something that I've at least recently started to try to do a better job of because, because like I'm doing so many different things now and, you know, trying to get myself out there as much as possible. And to get what I'm doing in front of people, you need to know what's happening and how Spotify is changing, you know, podcasting and how other ones are kind of lagging behind, even though they're still the biggest, we won't name names, but we know what the, who they are. But, yeah. um, so talk to me also about, you know, like, um, as we're going through this and, and you're, you're working on some different things. Like, I think maybe sometimes there's people may be listening to this and, and hear that you do like a lot of different things. Right. Mm-hmm. And we, we laid those, out those, what those were before. Um, is it now this might be uh, too hard of a question to answer, but I have faith in you. So is it better <laughs> to be like really good, like, like an expert at one thing or be good at a lot of things, maybe not like slam dunk. This is the person for this one thing. Um, it, it, does, does that something that like factors into your decision making when you're doing like a lot of different things? Not that you're not an expert in all these things. I don't mean to it to come off that way. Let's not ruin yeah. this interview at this point in the thing. But but is that something that like factors into what you're doing and how you're doing it and the things that you put on your plate or take off of your plate? Yeah, everything I do is about the same thing. So what I do is what I do. And my income streams all, they are all about that one thing. Right. So there's, I don't do something over here, like even in real estate. I mean, I'm all about uh, families having multiple income streams. Well, shoot, let me show you how to be able to do this thing. It's a multiple income. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, it's, it's all about that one thing. The same core. Yeah, exactly. You got it. So yeah, yeah, I do think that you need to uh, hold on to the thing that you, you know, that, that fires you up, the thing that gets you really, and I don't want to use the word passionate. Sometimes people get crazy with passionate and it's like that. I don't, I don't know. Sometimes people go sideways with that term, but really what is the way that you want to serve your people? So who are your people? What do your people need? Right. right? That is your one thing. And then that's, and I mean, that's, that's what I teach developing these multiple income streams to be able to serve these people that need this one thing, but you can monetize it many different ways. Right. Love that answer. Great answer. Um, all right. So as someone who is clearly particularly ambitious, you must have goals, right? Is that something that you do? Uh, are you a goals, yeah, a goals person, or are you just kind of like, we're going to figure it out as we go person goals person. <laughs> Um, I am a loose goals person. I'm an idea of a goal person, but I do not keep in concrete how we're going to get there because that's stupid. Right. So the, I will have a goal of, so right now our goal is 1 million families by 2026. And so that's 1 million families impacted by our program by 2026, because we know that that is then going to send out a whole ripple effect into the world. So that is, that is a goal of ours. That's like a hard and fast goal of ours. And then we have many goals that, that line up into that are targets, I suppose, targets that line up, you know, that line the way to that but we don't have like and it's going to happen this way and it's going to happen from this program and this and that we don't do that 
We just say what we're going to do. And then the way that it happens is totally crazy. And we could never, ever, I mean, looking back on our business, I could have never told you it was going to, stuff was going to happen the way that it did. Yeah. Uh, So I'm definitely not going to use that moving forward. (laughs) Not going to, not going to even pretend. (laughs) Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Um, And then, so like we mentioned kind of like who the, the audience you know, my avatar of, of what, of this particular show. Um, and I mentioned to you that some of them are in that nine to five and you know, all that kind of stuff. So what would be, if there's one thing to take out or one thing that you would say, like, this is the first thing that you probably should do, you know, to mm-hmm. start this process, what would be like the, the first thing? Is it education? Is it finding like the what, or is it finding the why? Is it just being like, I quit? You know, like what's the, what's the first thing that they should be doing to kind of get the ball rolling on something like this? Yeah. It's the who, who it's, who are you serving? Got it. That's the very first thing. Nothing else matters. Nothing else will work. You need to know who you're serving first. And that's again, like kind of, I, I loosely went over it, but that, you know, that fat signal thing. And, and then right after that, right after that, Whenever that person, whenever that that version of you was, you know, in your free time at that point in your life, and you were thinking, okay, if only I knew X, Y, and Z, if only somebody could help me with X, Y, and Z, what is that? Because that's what you can help them with. Once you have those two things, what's going to happen is your brain is going to start cranking on it because it's got something to crank on. It doesn't, it, until then it's like, how do I make money? And your brain's like, what? <laughs> and so we need to give it some good data yeah. <laughs> to work right. with. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you'll be like, oh, I could do this. Yeah. <gasps> I could do this. And then that's where you, you know, you'll wake up at four in the morning and you need to have a notepad next to your bed because you'll be taking down notes uh, at four in the morning of, of an idea that just came to you. So like, that's the stuff that starts happening, but you have to give your brain something to work on. Yeah. Love that. All right. So we're going to move the show. This has been tremendous and I'm sure we can keep going for forever, but to <laughs> save your time and my time and all that, we're going to, we're going to wrap it up. So we're going to do our closing segment now, uh, which we call under the spotlight. So the spotlighters have been listening to Mike Ham and uh, Martha Krejci. I had to look at the phonetic spelling on the thing real quick. Cause I just forgot. Um, but uh, for about 40 minutes, they've listened to us talk for about 40 minutes about a lot of different stuff, a lot of great stuff in there. If there's one thing that you would want the spotlighters to walk away from this episode with, what is that one thing? Uh, That one thing is for everybody to realize security isn't security anymore. That, That security net that you thought or that safety net that you thought was going to be a safety net, I mean, I feel like you guys are probably wise enough to already know this, but I also want you to be wise enough and courageous enough to know that the digital world is just waiting for entrepreneurs to just take a stab at it. It's, it is, it's the, we're about to experience another industrial revolution, but it's going to be online. And that's, we're looking at the education, the online education business alone is going to be a $1 trillion uh, sector. Yeah. So this is, this is stuff that, and, and education doesn't mean you're a professor. Education that just means that you know how to tie your shoes and somebody else wants to know how to tie their shoes. Right. It's really simple things like that because my goal for you guys that are watching is that you that you catch fire, that you understand like, oh my gosh, things can be different because really my end goal is for the younger generation even 
to be able to see what we're doing with this world. And then the whole world opens up to them. Right. Cause that's what really matters. Yeah. So that's, that would be my, that's, that's what the I one say. thing. Love it. Love it. Yep. Great under the spotlight segment. So if people are listening to this episode and they need more of Martha, where can they go to get more Martha? Let's hit them with the links. Okay. Uh, well, my website is with Martha.com. We try to keep it easy and leave the last name out. And, uh, and then you can find me anywhere on social media at the Martha Krejci, uh, and the last name is spelled K-R-E-J-C-I. So there's that. Uh, I, I have a freebie, which we can just add in sure. show notes later. Yeah. Um, that's, that's something that uh, it's just very cool as you're starting your social media stuff to be able to track your results and see what's working and what's not working. And so you can uh, grow and scale your business as such by seeing your own data. It's actually, it's exceptional. It comes with a free training. So awesome. there's that. Love it. Love it. All right. So I'll make sure that I put all those links and the freebie in the show notes for people that are listening and watching us. Uh, I will also make sure that I put the morningspotlight.com, the morningspotlight at gmail.com in the show notes as well. If you want to reach out to the show for some reason to get to Martha too, I could make that intro if you want. Um, but uh, Martha, thank you so much for coming on with us today. This was awesome. Thank you so much. This was a blast. Yeah, yeah. I had a lot of fun. And the Spotlighters, thank you for listening and we will catch you next time.